Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of Dream Signs in the Times. I've been waiting a long time to do this episode, and there's been some uh, social media traffic that has really pushed me to get it done, and it's going to be on grief. Obviously, the disclaimers are going to be, if you need help, get it. If you are in a dire straits with your emotions, call 911, call a counselor, do the things that are necessary. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. People need to figure out when they're in an emergency state and take care of that and then move through these processes. Now, what I'm going to talk about today is building a mindset that allows for moving through this, not faster necessarily, though that might be one of the after effects, but thoroughly and understanding this from the vantage point of we are on this planet and we are playing bumper cars here and it's hard to do the soul work in this limited body in this uh, giant physics realm that we are not I don't believe we're accustomed to the physics realm and that's part of the issue with getting through grief situations because we're we're running it through the limited senses and the limited understanding sometimes of what is uh the the rules of the planet and the people that don't dive deeper can influence our thinking and our energy with that fear and those other things that keep us, you know, control and the anger and all these things that kind of keep us from understanding this on a deeper level. So beginning to build that mindset, if something that I say doesn't resonate with you as far as a belief system goes, then please discard that. I'm throwing out ideas and how I would like likely build these things from my belief base, my knowledge base, my understanding of the planet. But It doesn't mean you have to follow it exactly. If you are able to craft a perspective that allows for you to understand the deeper nature of these things so that when we go through them or when we experience a loss or the grief of um, something changing to the level that it would throw our emotional state into uh, overdrive, then, you know, we have to go with what works But the deeper understanding of it is part of the process. So uh, one of the things that this dream exploration has helped me with is understanding that the astral plane is that meeting place where the crossed over people can meet the people that are still on the planet. And in a sense, they are freer to move around in those energy realms, which also highlights the fact that the the deepest parts of us are energy. We are made of an energy, and I don't have a better word for it. It's soul, it's that thing that's eternal, and is also, in my belief, above moral judgment. Because all the morality that we struggle with, or the the going, um, like, the debates on morality, the living on the planet social morality, all those things fall away when you're in the state of the soul. The The more you spend time in a soul state, a bliss state, a heart state, however you experience that, the more you realize that this stuff that we're dealing with here is part of 
a game or a um, this it's an interconnectedness that happens as a result of our confinement in the physics. Now I see beautiful things that come from that. It's like the inside expressing itself on the outside and pain is a part of that equation. So addressing uh, what pain is to add to that perspective. So we've talked about the idea that we are energy beings an energy being I have met living people on the astral plane, which also helps me understand that we're all meeting there and hanging out there. And we don't see it as a place where that we value in in our culture. A lot of the time, Um, we kind of try to run it through that dogma lens of religion and say, well, it's either this or this or this, or it's the devil or whatever. And that's somebody injecting fear into it to, in my opinion, keep you from really connecting with the meaning. And, but as we address that, okay, the, we are energy beings. This awareness that we keep talking about is, is the focal point of something that is energy, for lack of a better word. And then we move on to the role of pain. The, the bottom line role of pain is to keep us from harm. And the bad part is that we have time to think about that sometimes too much, and it becomes this thing that we are scared of the pain itself and uh, rather than having it keep us from f- harm, it turns back on us and causes more harm. Having pain work for you instead of against you, it is an indicator that something needs to be addressed. That, is, that becomes the purpose of pain, understanding that there is a purpose to it. And that's hard to, ne- it is helpful. And that's hard to negotiate when pain is like the primary thing that is happening. And when there's not a direct solution immediately, but understanding that it is an indicator of something rather than um, uh, this emotional thing that it has become. I have trouble with this too. Uh, I have gotten very emotional when I was feeling pain and it's not just a triggering mechanism. It's sort of how my pain body works, how it expresses itself it grabs all these emotions and um it doesn't necessarily like cause harm to other people all the time i know it can can make me agitated but not towards the other people but it it heightens and amplifies these things and it that's that can be a trauma response all kinds of things cuz your body your mind knows that something is coming or thinks that something is coming, even when it may or may not be coming, that will facilitate that pain and keep it going. But this recognition, that is the second part of this uh, perspective building, the recognition that pain has a function and it is actually a good thing. And if we can recognize it for what it does well, we can automatically, by default, let go of some of the emotional implications of it in the sense that it's causing us to focus on something so that we can fix whatever part of it that we can or get help for it or move through it, which is another uh, thing I'm going to get at. You know, it was one of my conversations on social media today was about going through pain instead of having move that when people tell you to move on it's like no we're not moving on per se because that means denial and leaving something some part of us or leaving that other person that we might be missing if it's a grief situation about a loss in the past 
yes, they are still alive in the Akashic Records, which is the third tenet of, of the perspective thing. We are writing a story into the Akashic Records and not a story as in like fiction or even fiction has a lot of nonfiction elements, believe it or not, obviously, you know that. But um, this idea of writing the living history of what we are into this energy pattern that is being woven to encompass this experience, hopefully for... Uh, with the wisdom of future souls or something. Uh, I, I believe that that is the, the point of the whole deal. But so we have, if we're going over those things, we are, we are energy. That means we have access to other energy beings via the astral plane or other, other means. If, if you have super psychic tendencies on the mediumship uh, level, sometimes we download that energy. Sometimes we uh, experience it by seeing visions in real time. And, and obviously we have to, you know, keep that uh, relationship with reality very balanced so that this doesn't take over. The balance of knowing that we are in the, the realm of physics and all that is, is an important part of that. And then the second part is the role of of pain and, and what it's doing in the scenario it's not trying to take us over and then the third idea is that it is the uh writing into the akashic records i'm not sure if i'm keeping all these points right if i don't just cut me some slack um please because i I really want to get through this thoroughly so as we're building this perspective i'm hoping that it loosens that grip on the heart because the heart is a flowing abundant blissful place for a lot of this balance to to process and all this all this energy balancing. So one of the ways to to get the pain to be put in perspective in the moment is to be in that heart realm, feel that flow of absolute bliss the soul flow or if it works for you in your third eye i'm getting uh the energies are pointing me towards that area and the crown if there's a way to feel that and breathe slowly get inside it be inside it get the analytical mind distracted with something else or just acknowledge okay i get that you want to solve this problem i get that you want to put math on it and make it work but that's not what I need right now. And that's not what's going to help me the most. The biggest thing that holds us in this position of feeling like we can't do anything is that uh, to alleviate the pain or to fix the situation is this because our, our analytical mind turns it into a problem solving thing and then shoves us into the past and said, well, I should have done this or well, that person should have done that. So they would stay in my life. That is not how the Akashic Records writing works. We can visit them in the past and they are still alive in that sense, but we don't have the ability to analytically go back and add a piece to the puzzle that hindsight is twenty twenty energy. Um, we, the way we prevent it from happening in the future, the way it happens in the past is to learn from it and get in that state of um, not objectivity in the sense that we lose our humanity. I don't like this neutrality for the sake of neutrality thing. It, emotions are not bad. It's okay to experience the emotional pain, but to understand it and realize that it's an indicator that something needs to be addressed or something has happened so that we can reorganize our energy and accept where we are with it 
you know, if you're in a, in a painful state, just accepting, okay, I'm in pain. Pain does not last forever in that intense, raw, first contact state. It, it mollifies over the years. It, it, it calms down. And it, but it doesn't mean that we don't honor the person or honor the situation. There's such a small, there's so many subtle distinctions uh, and nuances to all of this. And I talked about uh, online today that we, we overlook the nuances and, and when people tell us, oh, get over it. I had somebody tell me that when something traumatic happened to me and there's like, well, you just need to get over it. And it was, it was a mean, mean way this person said this, but I could tell it was coming from his traumatic uh, past, something that I probably didn't know anything about or something that I did know about and didn't realize that he had had to move on in such a way that he wasn't able to really uh, retain his humanity when it came to other people's pain. And you're going to run into a lot of that. If people are pushing you through the process... It's only going to prolong the process a lot of the time and they, their heart might be in the right place, but it is also a reflection of how they have dealt with things. And if you look at their energy patterns and go, uh, do I respect everything about where that person is right now? Do you see holes in the way they handle things? Then they are trying to validate, just like religion does, uh, their existence by pushing their dogma onto you. And by realizing that that comes from a place of weakness, we can also forgive them for that on some level. And the forgiving is not for them. It's for us and for the situation to honor the situation that we're in. This, it, I, can, I limit my time around people that do that because I, it does tend to erode our sense of ourself if we're not ready for it. And a lot of times the timing of negative energies is such that they catch you when you're vulnerable. That's another thing to be aware of that yes this is the the way of the negative energies and how they use people to uh basically weaken strong people the whole star wars thing of um like you know uh when the jedi can't do a mind trick on somebody because they are stronger uh, than another person. I don't see the Jedi as evil. I mean, I know that they have gone through aspects of where they were viewed that way in all of the lexicon or the canons, as they call it, canon, I guess. Um, I don't know all the exact terminology uh, right off the top of my head, but in all the ex- uh, the offshoots of, of the Star Wars sagas, you know, the, the Jedi are perceived in a bunch of different ways, kind of like how witches and um, healer types have been perceived in different ways, run through the lens of whatever culture. But uh, the same way uh, the Jedi can get somebody to a weaker-minded, supposedly, person to think a certain way and a stronger-minded person won't fall for the Jedi mind trick, this, the negative energies, which I see the Jedi stuff is usually a positive thing, but the neg- negative energies work through weaker people. And I don't see that, like I said, it's not a moral thing. It's just where they are in a certain way to knock out people who have a lot of light. And to to knock out people that are on a path. Ultimately, I see people's light as being equal. All of it. It's like your soul is as beautiful as my soul is as beautiful as anybody's soul. Even the worst people on the planet. Their souls are a certain um, purity when they are stripped of the uh, earth consequences and the earth situations. And that's a hard thing to wrap your head around when you consider really 
evil doing people on, on the planet. There are a couple of people that, that really make me have to think through that tenet a lot. Uh, they've done some heinous things and, and, you know, the, the obvious ones are the tyrannical leaders of, let's just say the, the 20th century, because those are the ones we know the best and, um, even the 21st century, but there are also, um, the, uh, negative energies that hit people and try to knock them out before they even get to that status of goodness. And a lot of times it's, it uh, sneaks in on people and hits them early. Uh, I've met a lot of those people that were supposed to be angelic workers on the planet and light workers, and they were thrown into, let's say, uh, an addiction scenario by getting hit when they were most vulnerable, which is when they were a kid. So these negative energies work on the weakness, create cycles within families, and those things look for opportunities. I, Like I said, I don't know the nature fully of what these neg- negative energies are. In uh, Elmer Green talks about them as the dark brothers. They're like kind of a brotherhood of negative energies that's designed to throw humanity off course from the light worker or light sense of things. I believe that we are working towards a light culmination um, that will help everyone and raise the vibration of the planet. But uh, there's a yin-yang flow to all of that. And a lot of us are out here trying to catch the wave and help other people catch this wave so that we can turn some of that around um, and have the light pendulum swing to where earth becomes uh, one of the better places to, to, to learn and uh, experience things. But, and all of that can be debated. I'm not saying that it's, you know, the, the hundred percent truth, but these are what I'm sensing. And then when you go deeper, there's a lot of questions as to what's truly good and evil and like when you pull it out of the earthly experience like I don't know why we're supposed to learn some of these hard ass lessons golly you know from our perspective of souls being born into earth that combination that that we have become that's a hard thing to wrap ourselves around is like why are some of these these uh, things that we're dealing with so intense and so seemingly evil and what are we supposed to learn from it if a person can turn those though into the light that turns the whole thing around every single time a person turns an evil event into something light and it takes creativity it takes um, a belief that it can be done it takes a connection with this abundant light that is absolutely unending and and our brains have trouble with that our minds don't we get that there's an infinite quality to things but our brains and the analytical mind which helps us on the planet it's not evil it's not stupid it's not um low rent or low um vibration it is just that navigator but it can overstep its role the analytical role and that's part of where this hyper um what's the word not realism but hyper i'll come up with it but that um constant logic and constant trying to shove things into this rule based thing that is when we go too far with that and try to justify our existence based on the rules of this planet that's a hard thing to do to not do but this planet and the physics and the the finiteness, seeming finiteness of where we are in our bodies is not the whole story. And that's another thing that 
we don't have to define what that is to to get the power of it. We don't have to uh, shove it into a bunch of rules in order to gain the benefits from understanding that. And when dealing with grief and loss, this idea that this this set of circumstances that we're in, which is bumper cars, it's like we we have all these kinds of things that happen, and but we do have a certain amount of control. When we invoke the higher powers, the angel forces, how, and, and again, if those are triggering terms, um, I don't want them to be. Come up with your own name for them. The, the pure energy that is helping us. When we invoke that, there tends to be a, a tuning of the external being towards understanding things from the higher vantage points and a protection that comes from that. And the idea that uh, avoiding all of the negative things that can happen. We know that people in our lives are going to die. That is a thing that we need to accept, but we can also invoke higher level energies to help us understand the depth of that and help us understand that we're here for reasons that are beyond just clinging to each other, but to be able to honor the person's life and not just how they left, especially in, in terms of death, not just the negative things that they felt, but when their light shone and how they dealt with their pain when they fought it and how the the intensity of, of how they might have been taken out, off of the planet, honor all of that because um, we tend to judge people that kind of we see as taking the easy way out and because, well, maybe we would have fought harder we, or we would want them to fight harder because we want them to be there. But the flow of the planet, the way we handle all that and try to to keep some of the more uh, intense tragedies from happening is to catch these waves of higher bliss and understand that we are trying to turn the the planet into a better place for us to learn and it, um, not necessarily easier in a in a in a cursory way that makes it shallow, but in a way where we can truly love what it is to exist here, then this planet will change. There will be ways to work with gravity better. There will be ways to to handle uh, sickness in such a way that it doesn't um, it doesn't claim so much when it when it shows up, and maybe even circumvent it in some way, or cause it to not be attracted to or not be able to stick to the light beings. But while we are figuring all of this out, we're not there yet. I think there have been times on the planet when we have been, and I am never minimizing what we're going through right now, ever. It isn't a saying that, well, things should be better because we're not trying hard enough. Screw that. We are trying hard enough. We're just going through a lot and we're processing a lot. I know that this kind of thing cycles. I know that um, we are also dealing with a psychological adjustment to a a shit ton of technology right now and that is a um an unstable point uh it's not only it's like the social psychology and i guess the zeitgeist is how i how i uh term that but um all of these things and then you have the negative forces kind of trying to keep everything a little bit off kilter so that we question all these things all the time this is where going inside and adjusting this perspective, fear, uh, feeling what you can invest in without the fear running the whole show, finding ways to 
with for lack of of uh anything else say there's a day where you just have nothing that feels like it's going right going well or you can't wrap your head around the grief or whatever just programming some kind of positive thing into the mind and not even trying to feel it necessarily in the moment just being like I'm going to download this shit I'm just going to watch this funny person or read this thing or write some funny shit or write some and and it doesn't have to be too light you know it could be light uh lighthearted but it could also be something that's just uh that that dark humor too you know of you know this is a fucking shitty situation but making making it into something that um is that um humor noir or whatever uh uh kind of thing you know something that that allows for the uh examination of the thing through another lens other than this usurped uh helpless feeling and so that the helpless feeling is also what pulls the analytical mind into it it's like well i can do this and i can do this Sometimes we just have to program some shit and let it rattle around back there and amalgamate and come together as this uh, subconscious flow that ha- takes the that darker color scheme and adds some light to it. And then trust that, that that is going to move forward and help us. Again, none of this is to make light of anybody's situation that is difficult. The difficulty is addressed and it is it is acknowledged i acknowledge i've been through it the one of the most helpless times in my life was was when uh, a family member of mine died and just knowing that it was causing serious grief with another family member and then seeing sort of this uh denial from other family members and then just a bewilderment of oh my gosh you know this person was younger than they should have been when they crossed and what 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 caused that that feeling of helplessness like just like you're a, a turtle on its back and there's nothing you can do passed through me at one point and it it threatened to grip my heart and I can tell you that it was like these uh lines that were just trying to um soak up all my heart energy and just cause me so much um pain that I couldn't wrap my head around it and I was able to just walk through that day and realize that, okay, I'm in a state that I can't manage that way. Logic is not going to help me right now. So I looked at nature. I, I got outside so I could get outside of my head, so to speak, and just enough to stabilize so that I could pass through that grief. And the grief hasn't gone away. It's been... um almost 15 years since that particular event happened. And I, you know, I had a day the other day where I'm like, I miss this person. You know, I, I don't, I miss my little brother. I don't know. I, I, there are times when I know where he is, even as a psychic, he, he comes to me sometimes and then there'll be long periods of time where he doesn't. And I, I accept that because he's doing what he needs to do on the other side. But I also know that that's a role that I miss. You know, I miss that interaction. He was the one I could talk to about anything. And he had some major issues, but there was his essence and my essence understood each other. And there was purity in that inner interaction. And we brought each other's um, vibration up to a higher level. And so... But as I as I just accepted, okay, he, he's not on this plane. I know he's somewhere. I still feel that he's around. When I go in my heart, I know he's doing things. It's just, it's been 
uh, a certain number of years and and it's it's making me examine oh my gosh this person has been out of my life for uh now almost uh almost half of his life on the planet and about a quarter of mine and so um it's it's still there but if i hadn't found a way to just say i'm not going to pretend you didn't exist I'm not going to pretend you went through everything hunky-dory, even though there was a lot of pain. I'm not going to lie to myself about that. And I am going to face into the intensity of that. But also, when I run it through the lens of where I am now with all the spiritual work that was started because of what happened with him, I, I had inklings toward these things, but it kicked it into gear and said, look, you've lost a major person in your life. You need to understand this planet in, and how it works and and be patient with yourself as you do that and then I started to find people that that could teach me those things and open up certain doors and um not like he um it took away what happened at all or the intensity of it because that's my story my relationship with that tragedy is my story no tenant no um, way of thinking, no religion or dogma is going to take away from me what my story is in relation to that. And by default, his story and no, uh, authority figure or social media bullshit or news or whatever, or however, whoever's in, in supposed power right now is not going to tell me how to think and feel about that shit. I never ever want to become that for anybody else either. That's why I'm saying, take what works for you. Go into this state, but the whole point of this podcast today is to help alleviate the immediate pain so that people can move through this rather than uh, feel like they have to move on like it never happened or um, have to carry the weight of it in its uh, initial uh, super painful form for the rest of their lives. There's a uh, there there are bigger reasons for what we're going through, but it's a perspective thing. Is like that person's life, if and say it's a loss like that, ha uh, happened was was uh, left the planet, and we are left to deal with it. Would that person want us to just not have a good life after that? In my case, absolutely not. He would totally want me to to, yes, feel his absence and feel what it's like to have to navigate the world without him. But he would also want me to live fully after that. I know that for a fact. I have experienced that on the plane, on the, the astral plane with him. Um, he has taught me things from that area. A lot of times those people become uh, watchers for us. He has helped me through situations where I know it was him keeping me from harm. Uh, they are guides, they are protectors, and most of the time they're going to want to protect us from there. And they are protecting us from a strength vantage point. Whatever caused them to exit the planet at that time is very, is almost irrelevant. Because once they cross over and process what they were, what they did, what they, you know, the I've seen life reviews recently in readings where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in this person's life review. I can see part of what they're doing. That's why it was a confusing state. 
Um, because initially when people cross over, sometimes there is a, an earth time period where it seems like, oh my gosh, they're a little bit um, unstable. The energy hasn't coalesced in such a way that that particular energy signature expression of their soul existence hasn't quite like maybe written itself into the Akashic records um, fully or, uh, you know, something has happened. Boy, I just knocked the uh, power out of my computer. Like I know we're in an intense thing. That always happens with electronics. Uh, by the way, people show up through electronics a lot. I got it back, but um, uh, the electronic... I've had people, I've, I've talked about that, where there's, um, it's like they ride in on somehow those energy waves. So um, the, the goal of this podcast is to help people understand that we're dealing with energies here. There's more to this earth existence than just uh, we're people running around, you know, with these connections and then suddenly a connection is lost. Um, there, there's no, like, validator that's going to say, oh, well, that happened for a reason and uh, you know, I'm supposed to learn from that. I don't believe that encompasses all of what's going on either. It does, the loss of my brother does teach me about how the spiritual realms work because I, I trust his energy on, from the other side. Uh, despite all the negative things that happened while he was here, his pure state was always a pure state. And, um, despite all the the negative factors that went on and so I have access to that and when I'm in my pure blissful state I can flow with that energy a little bit and uh just keeping in mind that we're dealing with a lot here and cut yourself a break and even the people that are um you know total assholes and take advantage of vulnerable situations it's not it's I hate when people say it's not personal (laughs) because it is personal, okay? I'm not trying to take that away from it. When they fuck with you uh, in those states, yes, it's fucking personal. But it's really not in the sense that they are just uh, out there kind of taking advantage of every situation because they literally have not dealt with any of their shit and they have become uh, like the instrument of that negative energy. And I feel sorry for a person that has become sort of, uh, not possessed, but definitely, um, I don't know, taken over to to some degree, but their thinking apparatus has been, uh, usurped by that thing. And, and they are going along with that negative energy. That's a shitty place to be. And you know what? There's very little satisfaction and very little growth that comes from that, that level of things. And that kind of thing, we, we place a lot of importance on a, other people when we need that to be, when we need an important person to be helping us. But be careful who you invest importance in. The, their opinion is not going to encompass everything about you ever. And this can be used for, this thought process can be used for a myriad of situations where somebody comes in and wants to take advantage of you during a vulnerable situation. So hopefully some of this stuff helped. helped. Um, I, again, don't see myself as being the be-all, end-all of, of understanding all this stuff. But I also know that some information's got to get out there because a, a lot of people are suffering. And I don't want to see that. I don't want people to 
feel some of the shit that I've ever felt, you know? And so how do we do that? We work collectively to, to see how we can raise the vibration and not in terms of you've got to match my way of thinking or match my tenets or match my beliefs, but how do we optimize who you are and get that blissful soul state to be where you're operating from and have this pain stuff be put in perspective. And as I was listening back, I want to clarify something. When I talked about people fighting uh, for their lives at a certain point, everybody is fighting as hard as they can. There wasn't any implication that some people aren't fighting hard enough. I, I need to make that ultimately clear because um, even just, and you know, to, to be self-focused on this, even when I've been in my worst states, I know that there were times when I was like, am I going to make it out of this? And uh, it was touch and go. And I would not have blamed myself from another person's vantage point if I hadn't won the battle. We work with what we have in those moments. And some people fight as hard as they can and understand that that you know they're they're fighting a battle of life and death and sometimes they don't win this doesn't mean that they didn't fight hard enough they always almost fight as hard as they can and and if they don't then that's not something we should judge anybody for ever it's like we know how hard it is sometimes to navigate this plant. That's why I'm hoping that some of these things that I'm throwing out there will make it a better place, an easier place, a more fun place to be and not in such a way that makes us weak or, um, you know, uh, this like too shallow of an existence, but in such a way where we transform this planet. Don't let anybody talk you out of your power. That shit is yours. Have an amazing weekend.